You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. We should start a dino scoop. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about dinosaurs every week. Dinosaur watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there are there any new ones? Nope. <laughs> nope. No new dinosaurs this week. We had dinosaur week once. We did do a dinosaur week. Mm-hmm. You could do that for Jurassic World. Two. Oh, man. Two. And Jurassic three. Also. Fallen Kingdom. Or Smash Brothers. It has a single dinosaur in it. Oh, yeah. Yoshi. And his brothers. All right. That's true. <laughs> Let's or do, sisters. Let's yeah. do a scoop. Are we done? Yep. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. <laughs> what? What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, scoop. Sam Claiborne, hey. and for the first time, Lily Zalivar is joining Ooh, us. Welcome, Lily. Scoop, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. You, you don't may, have to say it. You may know Lily from the Nintendo Voice Chat podcast. She's on our video team. She's a big Nintendo fan. Also a Cuphead expert. Yes. I think so. so. I think the only person I know that beat Cuphead. The only person. Really? In the yeah. office? Yeah, who else beat uh, Barrett Cuphead. Mitchell. I don't know them. But. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of them. But yeah. Story checks out. Well, we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Luigi's Mansion. It's yeah. time. It's, everything comes back around again. Uh, we're going to talk about IGN reviews and how they get made. But first, late last week, Nintendo had a direct, and it d- directly told us that Smash Brothers <laughs> is coming this year to Switch. Uh, it didn't directly say a name. No, it did not. Do- nope. It indirectly said Smash Brothers, the franchise, the series, is coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there's a little, there's some confusion. Is this a new Smash Brothers game or is this Smash Brothers for Wii? You settled that already in a conversation earlier. Well, I had a conversation with Philip Mewson, our Nintendo editor. What did you guys decide? He believes this is an all new game. Hmm. I I do not. You do not think it's an all new game. This is what I'm talking about. I don't know. 
Round one. So <laughs> I, I admit, I immediately assumed it was the Wii U game, just because I assumed uh, since the Wii U uh, was kind of a, a, a neglected console, there are several good games that were released for it that Nintendo would want to get in front of a wider audience, like Mario Kart 8 uh, and like Smash Brothers. So I assumed it would it would be the, the Wii U port, but maybe it's not. I don't know. What do you guys think? Justin thinks it is. Well, I I, I kind of want to immediately walk that back after having okay. said it. Uh, I, I don't know. And I was this was my hot take on Twitter afterwards was it's like the first time in my life that I almost wish for a port or a definitive edition instead of a new game because Smash was split, right? And so uh, the, the 3DS version had its own single player mode and the Wii U version had a different mode. And um, uh, they had all different stages. None of the stages repeated between the two games. And so there's an opportunity to do a definitive you know, version of Smash 4 on yeah. the Switch that brings in, you know, all the levels and all the modes and then, uh, you know, add in Splatoon characters and a few other goodies. And yeah. does that equal a new game? Like, now we're into the, the <laughs> philosophical question, yeah. Damon, is yeah. what is a new game? Yeah, Street Fighter 2 versus Street Fighter 2 Turbo. But like, a, a Splatoon 2 is, like, it's a really, really wonderful game, but it's not much of a, like, it's Splatoon 1.5 in a lot of ways, right? So well, I, th I think that's kind of how they're thinking about well, it. Well, kind of. I mean, Splatoon 2, the difference between Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2 is going to be that Octo expansion. Mm -hmm. Like, while the single player in Splatoon 2 is pretty much a tutorial of how to play the game, um, the Octo expansion is 80 stages and it dives deeper into the lore of the whole Inkopolis. <laughs> the, 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 the deepest lore. Yeah, this, this is announced another same, announcement same from last yeah. week. But um, I personally think that with their uh, Nintendo's like high-end games, I don't think they would port uh, those games. I think that they've directly like but then you the philosophical yeah. question what equals a new game when you have stages the same stages the same characters. Yeah. But I think that But they ported Mario Kart. That's true. They did port Mario Kart, but I think that when it comes to like a very high-end game like Super Mario Odyssey, Legend of Zelda, Metroid Prime 4, I think Smash Bros. fits into that category that mm. this game is so important to them that they want to make a new game. I don't want any emails about how we say Smash Bros. instead of Smash Bros. Oh, yeah, Brothers. you're right. I, oh, sorry. I, I, it's already... No, no, don't, no, never apologize. <laughs> it's already too late. They have already written and sent that I think email. it's funny. I didn't know that was a point of contention. Yeah, it is. I didn't even Bothers think about people. it. Smash Bros. is more common than Mario Bros. Well, he, okay. Yeah. I say, well, I all, say they, Mario Bros. and there's comments on every episode. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Every every time you say it, yeah. There's also comments of just uh, delete Justin off the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it's been a while since we've gotten a Super Mario Brothers game since Wii U, I guess. Mm, yeah, yeah. Good point. Well, new Mario Super Odyssey. Mar new there's Super no brothers Mario. in it, but now Luigi is in it. Yeah, everyone always talks about the new being the weird thing. We've gotten four mm -hmm. new Super Mario Brothers games, but uh, they also include the brothers, yeah. and then the standalone Mario games don't. Mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the new Smash Brothers for Switch could or could not be an all-new game. Lily, would you would you expect it to have the full roster of the Wii U game at least? Yes, I believe so. so there's some licenses that need to be uh, re-upped, like Pac-Man. Yeah. I think those. What are the weird ones in that game? Cloud, Bayonetta. That's right. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, are yeah. Um, ones, But I think yeah. if we, I think we'll start with like the main roster plus the Splatoon kids, hmm. and then maybe in the future we'll get the you know Bayonetta, Pac-Man, mm -hmm. uh, Sonic. Like it's kind of crazy later. the Splatoon kids weren't in the Wii U one. Do you think? Yeah. I think it's because they haven't been as popular until now. Like I think mm -hmm. they finally realized that Splatoon is actually worth something to them, yeah. like value-wise. Isn't it true that those kind of generic Splatoon characters that are going to be in Smash are not as popular as like some of the other characters in Splatoon? Uh, well, I mean, 
They're like the main, yeah, the hosts are probably the most important uh, people, but um, as the like base characters that you always see in posters, those are the most two iconic characters. And Mm -hmm. that's who we also get in Mario Kart. Squid Girl and Squid Boy? Yeah. The Squid Kids. They did confirm that uh, Sakurai is coming back. He's been working on Smash in secret for a while now. Um, So that's great news. That was sort of, I was surprised to see them not lean harder into that in the direct and just say, oh, by the way, you know, it's coming from uh, so-and-so. But he confirmed it on Twitter. He's a lifer. That's awesome. Well, but, uh, you know, it's like the last game, uh, the Wii U and 3DS one, just was famously incredibly challenging. And uh, a- after it came out, he's kind of like, yo, I'm not doing this anymore. It's like Daniel Craig, every time he makes a James Bond movie, he's like, nah, I'm done So, And right before that, he had done... Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right before that, he'd done Kid Icarus. Yeah. Daniel right? Craig? Yeah. <laughs> no um, it's like a music. Resp- Craig is responsible for those crappy controls. Huh. Something that Hold does, uh, you know, put a tick box in, oh, this is probably going to be a new game, uh, is that Smash was not a super, super late Wii U game. It was 2014. So that was four years ago. Well, are you sure about that? No. <laughs> because 2015 sounds right in my mind. Let me look it up. No, <laughs> as it was sure. coming out of my mouth, I'm like, that may not actually be right. Do you think that uh, the last Smash Brothers was called for Wii U and 3DS? Do you think yeah. that was a new game compared to Brawl? Oh yeah, I think yeah. so. That that's yeah. my that's my conspiracy theory, by the way. <laughs> my conspiracy, but they theory. are similar, right? The series is just about expanding characters and new levels. Yeah, and that's the hard part. That's where it's like, oh, is it going to be a port or is it going to be a new yeah. game? It's like, well, technically, it is a new game because you'll probably get new stages, probably get new items, and probably get new characters, but you'll still get. Pretty much, yeah. We, Wii U okay. and Brawl mm-hmm. people. I, so. I just wanted to clarify. Um, I think four Wii U and four 3DS was the worst name. No, it's so clever oh, yeah. because like it's it? also Smash Four. It's a pun. No, that's cute. Oh, I like that. I never put I that together. It. I, I get it. Super together. Smash Brothers Four Wii U. But the other ones aren't uh, aren't um, numbered anyway. So I would really like a new name. But my conspiracy theory is that's how they're going to dodge the whole the whole discussion we're having right now. Is it's going to be Super Smash Brothers Four Switch Five Switch, and then it's going to have it's going to have some new characters and some new stuff in it then it's up to you to figure out like is this a, is this like a 4.5 version or a port or maybe something it'll be new? four switch but the f in for is a number five. Oh boy no the the <laughs> switch it'll be four switch but uh-huh. then the s in switch will be a five maybe it'll be super smash brothers for wii u for switch that's in, that's gold Barb's <laughs> joke that's a, really oh. yeah well well he's not on this episode so that's true my joke now uh, do you think so, back. the past couple of years Nintendo has focused on one game for E3 mm-hmm. and like designed its whole booth around that? Do you think it will be Smash Brothers this year? No. No, I think they did two, like, they had a really big stage this year and one half was competitive for like, they had a stage for competitive stuff yeah. and then the other side was Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. So I think the competitive side will have Super Smash Bros and we'll also have like Splatoon and ARMS and then the other side I think will either be like their biggest announcement which you know might be Pokemon might be Metro Prime 4 if we ever get lucky with that or something completely different that we haven't heard of I think uh, I think they'll go back to I think they did Zelda two years ago and Mario last year out of yeah. necessity and desperation like Nintendo. Uh, I mean, last year, by by the time last E three like the Switch was already but it worked hit, really well. Yeah, it, it did work awesome. really well. But I just like now they have a whole lineup of games that they want to champion again. And I think my guess is that they go, go back, back to. to I believe the year before that was Amiibo. Mm. And remember when the about we, Mario we introduced or, uh, Amiibo. Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. Mario Maker was a big section of that. I think same booth. Was it E three? Yeah, I mean yeah. they might do like separate. Like they'll go back to the standard, but. 
they'll have like pictures of their characters that they really care about, like iconic characters that might be. I mean, Smash kind of like as a booth theme works really well for them because you can have all the different Nintendo areas and and decorations, but you can also have a competitive area where people go up and compete. Yeah. Smash. So I'm hoping they have. That's like the easiest thing for them to do. Well, yeah, if they have another theme and it was 100% Luigi's Mansion. Oh, I would lose it. I'd take pictures all over the place. I'd be like, oh, can't come into work. Because there was a new old Luigi's Mansion game announced too, which is they're porting the GameCube Luigi's Mansion. Hold on, you're getting a little ahead of ourselves. (laughs) No, 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 I'm right in the right place. We're not talking about that yet. I'm reading your paper. Speaking of the uh, the roster in Smash Brothers for Switch, we have a disturbing suggestion from one of our listeners. They didn't provide their name because their their suggestion was so disturbing. They didn't want to be anonymous. Disturbing is just werewolf babies? Yeah. Uh, they say, hey, Cameo Pogs, love your show. I've been thinking, how likely do you think it is that we will see some Illumination characters in the next Smash Brothers? Nope. Seems likely to me that this is part of the deal for them. Nope. Illumination being the movie studio making the Mario movie. Nope. Maker of Minions. So first of all, Cameo Pogs is an anagram for GameScoop, and that's really well done. Yeah. Good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what were you saying? No. You say no. no. You hope not, or it won't happen? I... I don't think it will happen. I actually think that the rabbits would show up yeah. faster that, than the minions. Rabbits uh, would be much like more if, welcome than What's the, the difference? Yeah. Even though well, they're the European rabbit, minions. Well, <laughs> Good <hold on>. question. <laughs> I almost little... answered that as serious as possible. Yeah. And then well, it's real well, you see, Sam. <laughs> well, actually. Well, then. <laughs> yellow? White. The, the minion lore. One's a bunny and one's a, a thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know what the minions would be. I don't think they're going to show up in Smash. No, you don't think so? No. But Maybe someone will mod them. Well, yeah. The uh, the interesting thing to me is like, should Smash become like a celebration of all video game mascots or the ones that you know Nintendo is able to negotiate deals for, or should it mostly stay in the Nintendo family with like the odd yeah, every the Pac-Man. every every Smash game ever since Snake showed up in Brawl has had more third party characters than the one before. I mean, I guess there's only been one more since, but like that's the direction they're trending to, right? So. Yeah. This one could have Rayman, could have Geralt, um, Crash, could have Geralt, could have Crash. Yeah, they it's, did announce the Insane Trilogy is coming to Switch. Is that right? Yeah. And, and, yep, they and, did. and they usually like there's usually like one, I don't know, like we fit trainer esque, just completely yeah. off the wall character. So I'd like to see maybe the Dragonborn from like Skyrim. Or just I was thinking like there's that. probably characters in Zelda and Mario from last year, which are weird that will be in it, like the big Korok guy or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, I would see him yeah. as like um, a trophy. Yeah, dude. But there's got to be some other. Yeah, Hestu, Hestu and Smash. I'm gonna yeah. start that. And he throws <laughs> dookies at you. Oh. <laughs> um, and then there's like weird characters in Mario Odyssey too, right? Yeah. There are some new, or like Pauline. Yeah. Would I mean, be good. Maybe yeah. Cappy. Maybe Cappy. Just on his own. Yeah, just Cappy. Just on his own. Mm. What well, Cappy? You know, Cappy. Cappy can handle himself. Yeah, I don't know. He'll but. be like the alternate version of Kirby, where instead of Kirby becoming you. You take over yeah. that person. Yeah. That's a good point. If Kirby and Jigglypuff can be in there, what's wrong with Cappy? Yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just trying to B tier Pokemon and work there. out the functionality. That's true. You only get Lucario's eight. I don't know. I don't think minions sound Lucario, yeah. And Greninja. Minions sound that impossible to me. Uh, Illumination is the animation studio making the Mario movie. Yep. Whatever that is. Yeah, that's the that's the tenuous connection. And Illumination does what Despicable Me, Minions, Secret Life of Pets. They're doing the Grinch. Grinch. Maybe the Grinch will be in it. Maybe. maybe. Confirmed. Maybe. Uh, Starring Benedict Cumberbatch as the Grinch. What? Yeah, that's the the new Grinch, right? Yeah. He's the voice of the Grinch. Watch (laughs) the trailer. It's It's actually pretty it's pretty they just painted him green. It's weird. (laughs) Oh boy. Everything else is CG. Yeah. Everything Uh, except for him. Just a green cumberbatch up there. 
uh, I don't know. As much as we might not like the Minions, it is far and away Illumination's most successful movie. It's over a billion dollar movie. Just that one. The Minions. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I know. <laughs> over Despicable Me. And oh, and the other point yeah. is that Nintendo has struggled to you know even though the switch is very successful they're struggling to attract younger gamers yeah, you which is what labo is all about you make a good yeah. point they should Thank put fortnite you. in it i rest my case it's like it's like middle-aged mom sharing minion memes on facebook and then young children that <laughs> yep. like their gibberish hijinks yep oh man gibberish jinx bringing in minions just to appeal to the younger audience you Nintendo. could do a kind don't of like do it you could do an ice climber thing where it's like three minions stacked together is like one fighter and then hey, that's true in all, in all kinds of goofy situations are we still it, talking about this <laughs> <laughs> but if there's minions and rabbits in it i don't that might be too much i think rabbits over minions i will i, I would I love agree. to see rabbit peach and that rabbit donkey kong is pretty great oh that'd be great yeah, that one's really good Mm-hmm. All right, like like Sam mentioned, a port of the GameCube original Luigi's Mansion. Oh, we already talked about that. Was already was also announced finally, <laughs> but not yeah. for the platform you may uh, you may have hoped. Brenton writes in to say, "Hey, Game Crew, Brenton from Dallas here. I've got a question for you." That Nintendo Direct got me pumped for the spring and summer, especially that Luigi's Mansion on 3DS announcement. However, I'm perplexed. Why not on Switch too? Captain Toad is getting the release for both systems. Why is Luigi left in the Dark. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well done, Brent. Uh, a flashlight. I was very happy to uh, see the Captain Toad announcement as well, and I will play that again on my Switch with new, uh, what, new Donk City uh, content, or like a new level themed yeah. New Donk City. That was He's cool. so happy. There's a, oh, I wish I could He's recall the exact stats, but the thing about these 3DS ports, like they ported Mario Maker and Hyrule Warriors, and maybe we've seen a couple other sort of unusual ports at 3DS. They've all sold like crazy. Like Mario Maker sold, I think it's over 3 million on 3DS now. Um so I mean that's why like they keep because it strikes me as odd too. I'm like there's move like on. 70 million 3ds's yeah. out there. But as for the question is why not a Switch port? Also I would guess is because those assets they're not HD assets mm. right for the original. Yeah. Like maybe it's easier to keep them at that similar resolution on a 3ds. Yeah. But I wonder if that means like well we see like yeah, Pikmin one or like if like is this like a test bed for like other like GameCube to 3ds pipeline of like I mean yeah they're still announcing uh, DS games for 2019. As of last week. Yeah. Was it widescreen? I can't remember. What? Uh, the, Luigi's Mansion? The Luigi's Mansion? I don't remember. I don't remember. It they, they might have stretched Excuse it. me, 2003. No, no, I know it wasn't originally. It definitely wasn't originally. It's 4x3. Yeah. So, like, I wonder how it's going to work on it. Was it 2003? Was it 2000? No. 2001. One. I keep holding out yeah, hope right. that, because Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is on Nintendo From 3DS. 3DS, yeah. So, I'm hoping that they're bringing it onto the Nintendo 3DS, and then later we'll get both games mm. for the Switch, but it will mm. take some time to see how um, how much excitement or how much um, the sales, like how much they get out yeah. of it. It all depends on I think those games that. are super boring, so I'm not super excited. I've actually never stuff. played what? Luigi's Mansion. You're a Same. Luigi's Mansion fan? I am a Luigi's Mansion fan. All right, so we've got I never. The, I the 3DS one. We got really fan free. thinks it's boring. Never played. Yeah. I think Lily makes a good point though. Like, there's already a connection. Like that franchise already hit 3DS, and I don't recall off the top of my head how that game performed. But maybe that did all right, and so someone said, "Well, let's just put the other one on that same platform where the sequel did okay." Yeah, it did very well uh, when it came out, and it's a lot longer than the mm. first Luigi's Mansion, so it was very popular. Mm. And then that was a knock against it for me. <laughs> that was longer. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't end sooner. <laughs> I, th- I I think that game is very pretty. 
Yeah. It was, one, it was an amazing looking game, and it was in 3D. You can use the slider, you know. Yeah, there was before Nintendo abandoned that. There's no specific reason why I never played the original, and I, it has a really cute. Like, oh, there's like, a specific like, reason why you didn't play it. Mario. Because everybody was like, "Why are we playing a I game with Luigi Mario. walking slowly through something when there should be a big?" It's all freaked Mario out. You have a vacuum, and it's yeah. weird. Yeah. But it's, that's why it's great. I like weird it's Nintendo. Weird. Yeah. It is weird. Now, I give like me weird my Tendo Waluigi well. game. Please. We also. What would uh, Walu- what's your pitch for the Waluigi game? Waluigi's fancy fancy mansion, and okay. it's a dating wow. sim. <laughs> it's a dating sim. Yeah. Is, who's gonna um, date Waluigi? Um, a lot of you. people. <laughs> <laughs> well, he always about you. he always has a rose. Like in Mario yeah. Aces, he pulls out a rose That's when he does true. well. In Mario Party, he pulls out a rose. I think he Where bought that he... rose himself. Maybe, yeah. but he's a true romantic. So at this point, yeah. a dating sim for him sounds great. And he just never finds love. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of Waluigi. Mm-hmm. What makes the mansion fancy? Uh, because it's the difference between <laughs> Luigi's dark mansion mm-hmm. that doesn't have ghosts. It just has romance. It's the upside down yeah. version <laughs> of the castle. Yep. It's just fancy. Like yep. the lights work. Yeah, the lights work. There's no vacuum. No ghosts. No ghosts. <laughs> Yeah. Only but there's one ghost you can being date. alone. <laughs> yeah, one <laughs> ghost to date. Uh, and then also, not coming to Switch, there was a new Sega Genesis collection just announced today. Scoop. Uh, another Sega, one what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, announced for PS4, Xbox One, PC, no Switch. It is a good collection of games. Uh, Sam did some uh, honest-to-God video games journalism. Yeah, and some uh, hardcore research today. And compared the original, what, Sonic's Ultimate Collection? Yeah, that's last the last gen. big collection, although there's a Steam collection, too, but when you guys look into the Steam collection, remember that that's not just Genesis games. The Steam collection mm-hmm. is different. It's yeah. a bunch of other things. Just other, other Sonic. Uh, I think almost all those games are on Steam, so let's just get that out of the way. Yep. They're available on Steam. But there is a Sonic's Ultimate Collection, make, Sonic's Ultimate Mega Drive and Genesis Collection on uh, 2009 systems. Mm-hmm. And then there was a flashback console, which you just reviewed, yeah, well, last summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was terrible. Yeah. And then there's this. And this has the most Genesis games out of all those. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean it has the most games because those had, like, a Game Gear that game was on console the one. That flashback console was shady. Master System, Game Gear games, and then Shovelware Trash yeah. that never appeared on any But it had Mortal Kombat and stuff like that that's not on this, this that's collection. True. Yeah. This is mainly uh, I, Sega I stuff. found that really odd that the flashback had more iconic games that like people would recognize but mm-hmm. this one doesn't i mean unless you've like owned a sega genesis which honestly like i didn't when i was a kid i had yeah. a super Mar- a snes so yeah. um i'm in that you know majority for that side so i think the game collection is really good in this yeah. it is a good like collection. i really and i even like the t- 2009 one a lot like i thought it was great yeah oh that's, that's the Sonic's first way collection i was played great. Yeah. So beyond how, oasis and rice star and a bunch of games so yeah. how mad are you that it's not on the switch yeah it just, wow. i mean i'm not gonna get hung up on that so that's like every, the, the only thing people say now it yeah. not why is it on, it's on switch it's just stupid like it why doesn't make any it's sense. just an unforced error like yeah. <laughs> i mean they might be because fo- i saw on the facebook like sega would respond with like we're just focusing on Xbox, PS4, and Steam, and it's like because that's a that's a why? we're not comment. Yeah. We're not yeah. commenting comment. That's why, why though <laughs> virtual console something. That's perfect. why it, that's it, it doesn't seem to make any sense. So actually, again, Philip, uh, suppose that this is actually Nintendo that doesn't want a collection of fifty games and one uh, forty dollar it's possible package yeah. when you can sell them each individually on their forthcoming virtual console ten bucks a piece, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I don't know. That's devious that's on theory. Nintendo's part. Yeah, honestly. You guys know that Sonic the Hedgehog 3 is not included in any recent collections? Why? Yeah. 
Well, why? No one knows. No one knows. I think it, there, there, uh, there could be because Michael Jackson's music is in. Yeah, that's three. what I was just. Gonna but that's say. like, I mean, uh, that's, that's like, more wow. of a joke than a reality thing. I mean, it is true. Yeah, it is true. All but, his but I mean, like, right I don't think now. he contributed something to the soundtrack yeah. for Sonic yeah. Three, yeah. and he retained the rights to it. Like Sega didn't just have the rights to that music. Like I find that so odd. Like, who messed up the contract on that one? It's the it's the ice zone, right? You can yeah. hear and it even like samples. It's got like his voice in it. But on Sonic's ultimate collection, that yeah. might all be up. He made darn sure that Sonic Three was on it. Sonic himself yeah. said, Sonic. "No, we're not doing this without Sonic." Mister Sonic. And you know Sonic's uh, actual middle name is the with a capital T. Yeah, I did know that. I didn't know that. It's so Sonic it's S- the. It's from <laughs> his console initials Wars, are SDH then. Yes. It's like Mario Mario. Uh, yeah. Luigi Justin, Luigi Mario. Is that is that official? Too? Yeah, because they're the Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. And there's three timelines. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so like uh, when when people say, "Hey Mario," you don't think that it's not like they're just saying, "Yo, Claiborne, what's up?" Mm. Well, they say when well, that happens around Luigi, it's really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. He's because he's like Mario's my brother's name. Justin, did you know these Sega Genesis collections always include columns and columns three? Yeah. Never columns no, two. It's columns cause three, column, the revenge of columns. Yeah. Also, the column, columns, columns three is columns. two is Game Gear, right? Did I make that up? No. Nah, columns three, episode. two. Turns out, just was never released in North America. Well, and, and, or on the Genesis. Or on the Genesis. Yeah. It was a <laughs> Japanese arcade game. Weird. Yeah, it was yeah. on like like some arcade system, and then it was port. It was in one other collection, but columns two. What collection? You'll never play it. No, <laughs> columns. Two, that's the subtitle. Yeah, colon. You'll never play it. <laughs> I also like Column 3, The Re- Revenge of Columns. Yeah, that came out really late, too. Yep. Yeah. Like Sonic uh, 3D Blast. Is that what it's called? Anyway. It's a really bad 3D Sonic game for Genesis. Put everything on Switch. Everything should Every be on video Switch. Game. I'm, so, I'm so excited to play uh, Captain Toad. Not all of it. I'll play I, Captain I had already Toad. put my Wii U away, so I didn't play it. Yeah. Wait, so the theme of that whole segment was that also Luigi's Mansion wasn't on Switch also. So this whole yeah. thing was... Yeah. I'm fine with things being on 3DS, all right? I'm, I'm fine, fine with, with it, it too. I'm nah, perfectly man. fine with I it. I picked my 3D. Dude, there's up. a new WarioWare coming out. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, that's not on Switch. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay for now. I mean, I like WarioWare. I don't know. I, don't. I want Rhythm Heaven to be on Switch, to be quite honest. Yeah. It's like a different version of I WarioWare. I have, I have, yeah, a, I would like Rhythm Heaven. A more recent and more powerful Nintendo Portable. It's my Switch. I just want to play everything on that. I'm going yeah. back. I'm going back to uh, DS Lite. I have yeah. both of them. Yeah, I'd be now. fine. If everything came out with for DS Lite, I'd be totally cool with that. I have a 3DS. How many models have they had now? A million of them. I have not the newest one that's got the biggest screen on it. And um, it's just hard. Like, I was playing Animal Crossing. I talked about it on Scoop. And, like, it's hard to get over that screen. Like, it's kind of dim. Mm. doesn't look very good. Yeah, I think the new 3DS looks really good. So the, the screens on the newer models do fix that. But, man, like, it's it's it was okay for the time. But, like, technology's kind of moved on. When you compare a phone to it, yeah. it's like, wow. Yes. Oh, I played uh, WarioWare Inc., the the GBA version, yeah, and I played it on yeah. my Game Boy Advance SP. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. That was that screen is just backlit. Yeah, ba- like it's, it's, it's just backlit. It's LED so screen. daunting to go back to that yeah. after playing like on mm-hmm. the Nintendo 2DS. It's weird, <laughs> but yeah. I love it. You can see the big, big goofy pixels. Even. Yeah. I like how it looks. That's the best WarioWare. First WarioWare is best. Really? That one on GameCube is so good. That's Me- Mega Micro Games, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, and GameCube. it has it has it's the same game basically, but with multiplayer stuff. Yep. And the multiplayer stuff with is the so turtles, fun. the balancing turtles. My wife and I played that a lot in college. Yeah, I played it like she was. I have not wifed her yet. <laughs> <laughs> Unwifed would, would go on to become my wife. Free wife. That and Donkey Konga <laughs> would become your wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. You played a lot of Donkey Konga. I missed that one. Yeah. Justin's Did you play Jungle Beat? One. Nah, I owned it. I didn't like it. Mm. 
All right, moving on. We are in March, which means it's time to revisit our retro uh, game library or uh, the retro magazine library. And this time we're not reaching as far back as we normally do. Instead of the early 90s, we're going to reach back 10 years to 2008. I have the spring 2008 issue of Hardcore Gamer Magazine. I'll hold up Kirby for everybody to see. Super, <laughs> look at the art. Super Smash Brothers Brawl was the, the cover feature, and there's a big uh, review, so an, like an 18-page spread on this game. And I got to say, you guys, by 2008, video game magazines were not nearly as thick as they were in the early 90s. Yeah. This yeah. is like a quarter of what an EGM in 1992 would have been. There were so many pages in EGM that they had to put an EGM 2 out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Every wow. month there was two EGMs. Yep. And they were the both like 300 ones. pages. And EGM2 really? yeah. turned into Expert Gamer or something like that. They changed it to just yeah, be a guide. Remember. Man. EGM squared. Anyway, they review Super Smash Bros. Brawl, give it five out of five. They also and preview Mario Kart for Wii. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that considered a good one? People like Mario Kart for Wii? Yeah. Is that double? No, double that. So this is just Mario Kart Wii? I thought it was Mario Kart. Double Dash is GameCube. Yes. Double Dash is GameCube, and Mario Kart Wii is the one with the plastic steering wheel. It's one of the top-selling games of all time. Yeah, for sure. I don't like I don't, the steering I don't wheel. recall. I remember liking the DS one more. Yeah, maybe. Around that Which was Mario Kart 7? It's Mario Kart 7. No. Yes. That's yes. a 3DS yes. one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's difficult. No, wait. You're saying 7 is DS, not 3DS? No, Mario Kart DS is just Mario Kart DS. Yes. Mario Kart 7, 7 is, is 3DS. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We did it. Yeah. We did it. There's also there's an ad for the... 360 Xbox 360 exclusive JRPG Lost Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Whoa! When I don't even remember when that. Xbox was still trying to court Japanese gamers. I kept trying. It was like that, one? and like Blue Dragon was uh, a few years before then. But uh, IGN gave it an 8.2. Mistwalker made it. Yeah, we Who's liked that? him. Uh, it's I think former uh, yeah Final Square Fantasy. Enix. Yeah, there's an ad for there's a couple ads for Gamecock Games. Does anybody remember this publisher yeah, Gamecock that, that spread up yeah. in the late 2000s? This game is for Insecticide. See an IGN quote. Yeah, which very well could have been for me because I definitely covered this game. Insecticide, oh, featuring both heavy action and in-depth detective gameplay. Definitely oh, yeah. a Damon quote. That's Sounds also like not me. even like a positive. You're just describing <laughs> yep. what's in the game. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you say heavy action three or four times an episode. So Yeah, that's true. Ready for some heavy action? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's check in with the listeners for some heavy action. No, there's a couple. Um, heavy action. <laughs> there's a couple uh, Gamecock games at... Uh, Advertisements in here, and this is 2008. And later on this year, they would uh, be bought and go out of business. What so, was that? What was it? Side never came out, right? Oh, wait, yeah, this came did. out. Yeah, this I, is I a, own it. A DS game. Yeah, I own it because I was running a handheld games website mm-hmm. at the time, at mm-hmm. this exact era. Um, then, did you own Elf Bowling? What were we gonna say? Gamecock. There was some controversy, didn't they? They bum rushed. They, they bum rushed the, the stage at the Game Awards. That's right. At the Game Awards, I think in 2007, maybe they were trying to promote their new like game publisher label. And when Ken Levine was walking on the stage to either accept an award or or present an award, they bum rushed the stage and like had all this like uh, man propaganda. Yeah, man. Right? And then they, I think they thought it was one of those things were in their head like it's gonna be great. And yeah. then it was like really. But Ken Levine's like left standing there, like what? He like had to wait for them to leave the stage, and then no. Anyway. It's a different how time. Do you, how do you go out like that? <laughs> oh, God. And they went out of business. <laughs> and then uh, I'm curious wow. uh, what Lily thinks about this. In their review of Smash Brothers Brawl, they call Subspace Emissary a big mistake. That mode. Really? Is that true? Is that how people feel about that mode? The public's come around on this. Really? Yeah. The public yeah. likes it I now? think, yeah, in the beginning I hated it, and okay. I think it's really fun now. Okay. It's just more, you have to think about, it's like a round of Cuphead where you have to like pay attention to your surroundings while also battling your foes, so that's what I think of that game. 
or that uh, stage now. I remember, you know, like originally it was like, oh, this is a much worse, you know, single player mode than we deserve. Mm. And then they just didn't even do a single player mode. Everybody's like, well, (laughs) that's not what we were saying. (laughs) So now everybody's like, I want Subspace Emissary back. It did have good cutscenes and a good mashup of Nintendo characters in it. I thought it was fun. Mm -hmm. I I always like the target breaking stuff. I think that's fun too. That's Mm -hmm. actually part of, I mean, not to bring this around to what we were discussing earlier. That's part of the reason I'm anxious about if the new Smash is a whole new game. Because I feel like they cracked single player in Wii U and 3DS with... They had sort of the big subspace emissary-esque mode, but then they also had the ticket mode. And like they had like four or five options for single-player gameplay for whatever kind of game you wanted. Mm-hmm. Hit, that, so, hit that punching bag? Yeah, they figured it out. Like I you, love that punching bag. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. The baseball? This mm-hmm. is another Gamecock joint. You guys remember Hail to the Chimp? Yep. This was a political Who could like, forget? party oh. game that was actually released at retail. Did you review it? No, I didn't review it. I don't... Probably like Eric Brudvig reviewed this or yeah. something. Yeah. Seems like a Brudvig game. Seems like a six or a seven. Uh, they have a feature on niche gaming, and they have a, uh, a definition of what they consider a niche, and it's it appealed to me because it says Is that Indiana Jones. There's yeah, some Indiana weird. Jones, a niche. It's a niche film. Uh, no, he's like looking for like like the whole. Ah, like, they just uh, used uh, the archaeologist. I get yeah. it. So he says, you may be asking yourself, what's a niche game exactly? This is a surprisingly difficult question to answer. Our modern understanding of niche game is best typified by the PS2 game Disgaea. Oh, it inspired yeah. well, millions of go. posts and heavy hype online, but it really only moved around 200,000 copies. Anything that inspires hardcore devotion, despite being likely to suffer relatively low sales and low print runs, fits the de- definition of niche we're using for this article. The most common genre, genre for niche titles is RPGs. That sounds about right. I yeah. think, I guess, maybe I'm just a really a niche gamer at heart. <laughs> hey, on the cover, it advertises both new games and old games. <laughs> what are the old games? Uh, well, in the back, there's a. I'll show you in a second here. Okay. Uh, they review Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden Dragon Sword for the DS, which is cool. Do you guys remember how that one was played? I just like how all the games for the DS at that time yeah, had things with say. DNS. Yeah, I know. So, you know, the, the DS flip up like this. This is one of those games oh, you yeah, held it turned sideways. Oh, yeah, it turned on sides. And then so you're like watching Ryu on one side and, you know, drawing his path. Your I stylus. played that game. Right. Yeah, the game was good. Mm-hmm. The game is cool. Uh, finally, there was uh, Advance Wars Dual Strike. This is why oh. they, uh, they say old games, too. They have a two-page feature on Garfield for the Famicom that was never released in the U.S. Wow, that looks awesome. Yeah, it does look awesome. Look at Garfield hamming it up. The faces of Garfield. I'm torn between like uh, just professional respect for devoting a two-page spread to that, but then also like, oh, well, I wonder why your magazine... uh, (laughs) (laughs) If Garfield would have been on the cover, this... It would have been fine. Yep. With that artwork, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Drawn like Color that. pencils. Yes. Realistic the, eyeballs. They yeah. do short reviews of downloadable games. And do you remember this game, Undertow, for Xbox Live Arcade? Yeah, that was, was the yeah. first game from Chair. Was it? Did it precede Shadow Complex? Yep. Well, okay. I believe it was free or the demo was free yep. in some way. They gave it away for free to make up uh, for uh, Xbox Live going yeah. down over Christmas 2007. Yes. And everybody got wow. it. Yeah. Yep. I always like that because your character is so little and it was you could explore well, as big about it. It's a big discrepancy. Hardcore Gamer gave it gave it one and a half stars out of five. Yeah, IGN it. gave it an eight point seven. I thought Undertale was pretty bad. It's a pretty big discrepancy. It was pretty free though. There that's, is a that's uh, how you get it. Yeah. So you get that eight. There's either you get I can't that tell eight. yeah, there's a preview of Burnout Paradise. Nice. Which was just re released yeah. this week. I wrote the strategy guide for that in two thousand nine. There you go. And on the back cover is just a picture of Kratos for the PSP version. Uh, I, I, oh, I don't know. Man. Is that Chains of Olympus? I, I forget. Awake. Yes, I wrote the strategy guide for that as well. That one, um, that's the PSP version. Yeah, And PSP. the Vita. So. Having nope. PSP vac- 
flashbacks. Sorry, what? I just want to point out that in spring of 2008, we were talking about God of War and Burnout Paradise yeah, and Smash Brothers. Here we are. Ten years later. Ten years later. Same same stuff. Video yeah. games, everybody. That's two out of three on that one. I got to look at these Garfield screenshots. We 2008 may also be the first year that Fortnite was at E3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. He made many, many appearances at that show. All right, Lily, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're going me. to excuse you, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and in just a moment, we'll be right back with Dan Stapleton so we can talk about reviews. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Phil from the UK did. And he says, love the show. Just have a quick question, which I'm interested in. How is it decided who will review a certain game with various offices across the world in the US, UK, and Australia? How is it decided which office gets which game? Here to tell us is Dan Stapleton. Well, I think Justin and I can cover this one. Okay. <laughs> Whoever, the, the, when the check clears, that determines. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it is largely arbitrary. I mean, it depends. It depends on a bunch of factors, like uh, who is available, like who who is not bogged down with every other other thing they have to do. Hmm. Uh, because a review is a big project, you got to put aside pretty much everything else uh, and devote yourself to it. Because there's not a lot of time to play a lot of game, um, and then you've got to you know capture the footage. You've got to Write the review. You've got to you've got to you know put the whole thing together. So that's a big time commitment. It depends on who's available for it. Uh, then within the pool of who's available, you have to look at uh, you know who has the best knowledge. Uh, and if we have nobody on staff that who has the best who has good knowledge of of that particular game or franchise or genre, then uh, we look for an external freelancer to to handle it for us who is more knowledgeable. Mm. Yeah. So if you play fighting games. Racing games, or sports games, <laughs> and you have a college degree in writing. Please well, let us know. Or I don't even care about the degree. If you can just write, you have to, write. <laughs> you have, to have a degree. That's yeah. come to. Um, I don't have a degree <laughs> <laughs> to be a freelancer for for Dan in this day and age. No, I don't, like seriously, like if you if you know how to write, like I don't I don't care who else says you know how to write if you know how to write. Uh, yeah, and it's it's uh, you know if there if there are conflicts like if two people want to review the same game. Then I review it. No, <laughs> they, they I, fight. I, I do. Yeah. I do pull rank every so often. No, and like it. It does. Um, it does come down to seniority sometimes. The senior people will have have first dibs if they, but they have less availability because there's they very have, little clamoring unless it's a Mario yeah. game, right? Or, or if there, yeah, you know, if there's if there's some some like super big thing like you know Horizon Zero Dawn or or something like that, um, or like a. a um, Naughty Dog game of of some stripes. Like they've got, got a bunch of fans of of some of these big franchises that are yeah. that are dying to for do it. fans of the genre. Well, yeah. I think there's definitely an element of actually the four of us the coincidentally have been at IGN a long, long time. But for some people that are newer, they want like to review that year's Call of Duty or Battlefield or Zelda or Mario. Like I, I'm over like, <laughs> like oh, I'm yeah. content to not do that again. But that was an important thing when I was earlier oh, yeah. in my career to have the high you know to do the high profile review and try very, very hard to do a really good job. With it. Yeah, and you know you want to you want to get make a name for yourself, get get some exposure by having your name on a big review. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what a lot of people notice, for sure. And hopefully impress your bosses along the way. Yeah, so don't mess it up. There are many more games coming out, uh, you know, today than there were 10, 15 years ago. Are we doing more reviews, or are we do do we do about the same amount? Because most of those games 
our audience our audience isn't going to be interested in relative to ten years ago. Yeah, uh, I mean we do a lot fewer reviews mm-hmm. now than we did ten years ago because, because more games now, video. but fewer reviews. Right. So video is is a big reason for that. Like mm-hmm. we, it takes a lot longer to do a review with a video component than it does to just write something. Um, also, we have more of an eye toward quality these days. We try not to. You know, back then we, uh, you know, it was kind of the policy to to get as many reviews done as possible. And yeah. in order to do that, you know, there's a spectrum of quality versus quantity and, you know, speed versus versus good. Um, and back then the, the philosophy was to be more on the try and review absolutely everything side. Yeah, yeah that was that was policy when I started at IGN. Right. Uh, Which before is, iPhone. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's basically when there was just PlayStation, Xbox, GameCube, and PC. Like, that was it. Right. Um, and, and those platforms had very much... You know, a much smaller uh, amount of games coming out every every month, every day. You know, you look at Steam now. Like, no digital distribution at all. Then, I think Steam's oh. about ten years. Steam came out in what oh four? No, it was out a little bit before that. But anyway, it didn't so launch with uh, Half Life Two. That- it didn't launch with Half Life okay. Two. It launched uh, as a component for Counter Strike. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, but Half Life Two was the first game to like first like big game to require it. Mm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so it was it was around, but it, it took a while for it to really spin up as a as a third party, uh, you know, seller of third party games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just Valve at first, but uh, you know, and and even once Steam was around, you, it still took a while for the all these indie games to show up on it and and just start flooding the the, the store feed. Um, and you know, these days there are like thirty or forty things released new every day on that platform. Yeah. Um, to say nothing of like all the all the games on the Nintendo eShop and the and the Sony store and the Xbox store. So there's it's just impossible to keep up with that. Um, so what we try to do instead is do better quality reviews on a smaller number of games, more curated. Uh, we you know we just pick out the ones that we think look like they have a potential to be good, because it's not really all that valuable to tell people. Uh, this game that you never heard of that doesn't look very good isn't very good. That's true. Uh, we also it, have internal analytics that we use to make the determination whether our audience will care about a game by looking at the last game in that series or something like that. Or so if, there's a lot of you know ways we have we use tools. We don't yeah. just use our you know innate knowledge. Yeah, gamer, if we, if we preview instincts. something, gamer dar. If we preview something and it and it does poorly, then then we know people don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that doesn't necessarily mean we won't review it if somebody on staff believes in it and thinks it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean uh, we always strike a balance between you know delivering like if someone comes to IGN.com, what are they expecting from us that day? Like we have to be covering the big news and the big reviews, but then we also strike a balance between being tastemakers and uh, trying to. Sometimes we'll put stories in our cover slots that are covering games that we know will click worse than something else, but because we believe in that game and it's important to us to champion it and uh, be a place for someone can come to discover something new and interesting too. And uh, if someone wants to give a game a nine because it's really amazing and excellent, uh, then, uh, then you know, we, we have to stand behind that even if there's a short-term, you know, hit to, to the pages that that'll get. Mm. And, like, uh, uh, Celeste is a, is a great example of that that was pretty recent. Is You know, that, that game wasn't really on my radar, but mm-hmm. Tom Marks, you know, had, had seen it and, and uh, knew it was, it was something special just by looking at it. And uh, you know, really brought it to my attention and made sure we got to review it. Um, and when that game, uh, you know, that, that's not something that that our audience had heard about. I don't know if we even previewed it in any significant way. Um, so you know, we, we took a chance on that one uh, being being something that we could convince our audience was was something they should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And then 
reviewing a game like that presents uh, another challenge of like marketing the review to the audience, right? Right. Which is something uh, you've been trying recently and actually putting the review score in the image, in the thumbnail for the review, right? Right, it's something we're, we're, we're experimenting with right now. Yeah. Um, and Just like Celeste review, what does, that, what does that mean if you've never heard of this game? But if you see this new game is getting a 10, well, that's a little... Right, and maybe, so, I sh- maybe that is interesting to you. Yeah, and that, that's that's uh, actually what what kind of kicked off this this round of experimentation because it's it's long been assumed like oh people don't want the the score up front because or we don't want the score up front because then people won't click in to see it. Hmm. Um, that, that's not like an IGN thing. That's a journalistic idea, right? Isn't right, it, it's, it's it's, it's not something away. we came up with. Definitely. Don't give away your story in your headline. Right, um, it's from newspapers. It's not from clickbait or <laughs> the internet or anything like that. This. Uh, you know, this is, goes back hundreds of years. Right. So it's 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 uh, you know not burying the lead to some extent, but but it's uh, you know you don't want to 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 you want to entice people to read something early on without without you know giving them everything up front so they just stop reading. Otherwise, like you know. the first line of a short story is the most important one. Exactly. You want to you want to hook them in. Um, but for a game like Celeste, um, like that 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 whole thing, like people seeing something reviewed and wanting to know like is this good or not, depends on them. Wanting to know something about that game, but if they know nothing about that game, then they have no reason to click on it. They don't even necessarily know when they're scrolling by like what it is. Um, so when we first put that one up, uh, we didn't put the the score in the image, and we kept track of you know we kept an eye on it anyway, and and it, like not a whole lot of people were clicking on it. So like okay, how do we convince people? Hey, this is something special. This is something that mm-hmm. that we really believe in that you should check out, uh, even though you haven't heard of it before. So then we put the the score in the image. Uh, and a lot of people clicked on it. Mm. So, and you know, it's it's not, uh, you know, you can look at that cynically. It's like, oh yes, we got we got more clicks at it, but it's it's more about hey, we found something we think is really cool and want to tell everybody about it. And just saying Celeste review wasn't wasn't getting that message out. Yeah. Um, and we you know so we did what we could to get that out there. Now the tests that we're running now are to see like. You know when is that effective and when is it not? Mm. Um, so you know it it could be that that certain scores make sense to do that and others don't. Um, people do like to see a train wreck. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> totally, those yeah. particularly yeah. low score right. can also be attractive. They're so fun <laughs> to read or watch. I mean, I love reviews of uh, train wrecks. The hypothesis, which we'll see if it's confirmed, is that very low scores and very high scores, <clears throat> putting those in the art will increase clicks, whereas middle of the road scores may not. But we'll see. That's why tests are fun. Yep. Yeah, it's like <coughs> there's a new Minions game, and it, get, it gets a 5.5. It's like, well. Yeah. yeah. But if it gets like a 1.5, then you're like, I got to see how bad this <laughs> thing is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. This is Edward from London, Ontario. Oh, twist. Mm-hmm. He says, greetings, Damon and the GameScoop crew. I've been a longtime listener of GameScoop as well as a longtime viewer of IGN in general, going back to checking out cheat codes for GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. That's how we get everybody. IGN 64. Yeah, I think Per Schneider probably wrote those. I've always enjoyed your many articles, videos, and podcasts over the years. I simply can't thank you all enough for all the great content you guys have provided. Keep up the good work. I purchased Wolfenstein 2 when it came out in October last year, played the first two to three hours, after which I stopped playing as I lost interest in the story and the run-and-gun nature of the gameplay. Uh, It wasn't until I started playing it again last week that I came into the massive turning point of the game. This has happened to me on many occasions in my life, from video games, movies, TV shows, where I seem to stop just before the moment where the game clicks Mm -hmm. and really takes off. 
So my question to you is, has this happened to you? And generally speaking, how much damage does this do to a game if it doesn't really pick up until a few hours in? Mm. I realize that reviews and word of mouth can alert people to this happening in yeah. a game and to stick with it, but wanted to get your thoughts on this occurring. We, you and I both just picked up Wolfenstein 2 again. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. I don't know and what like, part he's referring to, and it's probably a spoiler, so we don't need to talk about it. But <laughs> yeah. I just left off at a pretty cool part, and I picked that back up right away. I was like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, back to the question. Uh, well, it also makes me think of uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, which I think Justin and I both had the experience. I played several hours into it, and I was like, eh, this isn't really grabbing me. So I moved on. But everyone who's played that game you know, has nothing but great things to say about it. So I tend to, uh, Edward, what's his name? Uh, Edward from Ontario. Edward. I actually kind of have the opposite experience of Edward, where sometimes there's games I'm enjoying enough. Like, I was liking Assassin's Creed Origins. I liked the new South Park, but I didn't finish either one. I got halfway through. And what I've done my whole life, I'll pick that game up in a year, start playing it again, and probably stop at the same. There's some games games I've played halfway through, like, three times, because two years later, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give that another shot. I'm like that with Earthbound. Then I pick it back up, and I'm like, I, at some point, I just need to trust my gut and be like, look, I don't have a rational explanation for why, but this is just not my cup of tea, and just you know, set it down and pick up something that I just ravenously can't get through, you know, can't consume enough of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it really depends on the context. Obviously, if it's a review, it's like, well, I got to play through this all the way anyway, so I'm, yeah. I'm kind of determined. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, uh, I mean, these days there's just such a a wealth of possibilities out there. So I mm-hmm. I don't have as much patience for a game that takes time to pick up. Yeah, like I it's, agree. It's gotta it's gotta come at me fast and and you know impress me with something. At least at least make it entertaining to get to the good part. Um, you know, don't or skippable. Right. <laughs> now, this is something right. that factors into I think that that's a problem that uh, young writers have with reviewing games is that you have to play through the whole game. So if you like the end of the game a lot then you better explain that to people that are going to play the first couple hours or so and say, like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know we have had some, like, infamous reviews. Uh, one was for I, which Final Fantasy X2, I think. It was a Ryan Clements review where he was like... when there's, like, after 40 13. hours. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. So it was like, Ryan really liked the end of that game. Yeah. But he really didn't like... It was like, yeah, it was 40 or maybe even 80 hours. But that's like a pretty common... It was like something crazy. I, I don't know that we can even lay that at our reviewers' feet. Like, that's a meme about Final Fantasy thirteen is that once that game opens up, after dozens of hours of kind of a slog, everyone yeah. kind of starts to enjoy it more. Yeah, so and so it, putting that in your review is really important. You know, saying like, if you can put up with, you know, the first eight hours of The Witcher 3, it really pays off, you know? Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's a lot to ask of people, I think, to to play through. You know, I, I I hate that argument in reviews, and I, and I you know I will yeah. strongly Guilty push back. Right. Um, I, I think I think it's it's a it is a uh, common thing among JRPGs in particular, mm-hmm. uh, where they have just a, a very slow ramp up. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, but but then people love them, and that's part of why I, I'm not a big JRPG guy. Is that I? What's just, the other part? <laughs> no, just, I, you I don't like cute stuff. We know. I, yeah, I don't have the I don't have the patience to to get through that. Just be when there are other games I could be playing for that eight or twelve hours. Mm-hmm. While I'm waiting for that one to be good, I could be playing something that's already good. You could probably do that with JRPGs. Just 
<laughs> play something on your phone and just wait for the cutscenes to roll. <laughs> you see it with uh, you see this with television shows a lot, but the excuse there is that you know the cast just came together and the crew just came together. So the first season, like look, look, look the first season's weird, but then this show's yeah. really good. And video games don't have that excuse really because it's yeah. not like you make a game beginning they, to end. Yeah, they, they do it the opposite way. In fact, in, in a lot of cases, they'll come back and and do Polished the intro them. after they've done everything else yeah. because they've More they've people learned see it <laughs> right. Well, they, they've learned so much in making the game that they're able to then come back and and you know do or redo the intro to be more exciting based Especially on all the for stuff tutorials they know what they have to teach people and stuff they, like they know that. they have to, what they have to teach people and they know how to impress people with what they can do mm-hmm. me I, I have I have this much time in my life and for those listening on the radio I'm holding my hands a little ways apart six <laughs> inches maybe uh, that's how much time I have in my life and in that time I have to cram video games and comics and board games and uh, TV shows and all the stuff I'm into so it's like I don't have any patience for stuff that's like just okay. And it's not a reflection on like maybe it's someone else's favorite game on earth, but if it's not speaking to me, why would I give it, you know, a second or third or fourth evening of my life? Like at the point where, again, like I can't articulate why I didn't like the second South Park, but I put it down in favor of something else. And it's like that alone is kind of an indictment of uh, like I was done with it, right? Like, and it's, it's not necessarily that, that you didn't even like it. It's that yeah. you like something else more or something else looking or, more. Or that's moment, that's yeah. right. Like when when there are more A pluses than you can possibly ever get through, like I don't have the time or inclination to go through very many B pluses like I'm watching uh, Steven Universe right now and it's like I think that show is amazing it's incredible I absolutely love it so like why would I ever play a game or do something that I didn't think was amazing and incredible that I absolutely love that I just can't wait to like you know watch the next chapter yeah and that, sure. that that actually gets to you know why people like to point out like oh you give high scores to everything it's like well if you if you have uh, or, you, know, you barely use the bottom half of the scale is what we get criticized for a lot. Um, but if you have uh, you know this, the the stack of games is say ten high and like evenly distributed, um, and you're not reviewing everything, that's, say you're you're only that's, that's the key. Right. It's it's like the the reviews that we do are not a random sample. We're we're doing the things that we think are going to be good. If we reviewed everything, still we would be using the whole scale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot. So yeah, if you look at look at what comes out on Steam every day, there's a bunch of stuff in there that would definitely be in the bottom part of the scale. Um, and the so, reason why we review games that we think would be good, there's a little bit of uh, explanation there too, which is very simple. It's the th- games we think that you might need to figure out whether you're going to play them or not because they look good to you too. Right. They look good. Are they actually good? That's the question we're trying to answer. Yes. But then, but yeah. So then you expand that pile and get, it gets much deeper, and you're still only cutting off the you know the the same amount of games. It's like yeah, you're going to get higher scores than you used to. Mm. That makes sense. Uh, Edward has a PS for Sam. Says mm. Sam mentioned in last week's show that he owned Mick Kids for NES. Yeah, that was one of the only games my brothers and I paused overnight to try and beat the game. Something I realize younger listeners of the show would have no mm. concept of doing. We did that even here in the office. I uh, think we have a game paused right now. Did, uh, is it still paused? Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, Pear and a few of us have... There's the Super Inti, uh, the really nice mm-hmm. uh, third-party Super Nintendo machine. Yeah, it's just Super Nintendo, so it doesn't have save states. Yeah, and then uh, it plays Super Famicom games, so Pear brought in a bunch of his Super Famicom games, including Goemon 2, and we've been playing it overnight, and we get stuck on a boss, and you can't, like, save or anything, Mm -hmm. so we just leave it on overnight. It's a really good game, too. Very cool game. wasn't ever released over here, that one in particular. Uh, All right, it's time to share what we've been playing. Who would like to go first? We just finished Super Goemon (laughs) Super Goemon 2. I've been playing Into the Breach. Still Into the Breach. I still can't remember I like Into the Breach a lot. Uh, It's it's, uh, It's... 
a super addictive thing for me just because it it's constantly throwing new puzzles at you. You know, every every turn is a new puzzle. Uh, every time you play with a different a different squad makeup, you know, you've got three mechs, uh, and it's a, a turn-based strategy game for for people who haven't uh, heard of it. Um, but you get three different characters you're playing yeah. with. Each of them has uh, different inherent abilities, but then you've also got uh, those can be swapped out for other ones that you randomly get. You can also get different pilots you can put in them, which give them different abilities. Um, so pretty much every playthrough is different and has different tactical possibilities that you have to adapt to and around. You got good, right? I got I got okay. I'm, I, I saw did. you tweeting about like. Yeah. I saw you bragging. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I might I might have <laughs> to crank up the difficulty to hard. Yeah. Did we uh, do we have any mm. sense of how like FTL was a phenomenon, right? Like that came out and sold yeah. like crazy. It was a massive Kickstarter success. I don't feel like I'm having hearing as many people talking about Into the Breach. Like there doesn't seem to be as much chatter. on I think F- how FTL FTL was a slow burn. Like mm. it, it took a while for that one to gain momentum because the port to iPad and iOS and stuff was a big deal for it. And it, that, it that was, came with a game update too. That was about by the time by the time that came around. Everyone was already excited about it because mm. that's true. I was excited it. to play it then. I, just, um, I only ask because, like, I haven't played Into the Breach yet. I know whenever I do, like, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole deep. But I just respect that those the developer duo a lot, and I hope that game's doing well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know if this one's going to achieve quite the mm. FTL velocity, if you will. Sure. Um, but, uh, uh, but uh, it's it's definitely you know got its hooks in me. I've got like 90 hours in it at this point. I'm sure some of that is is you know all tabbed out and looking at other things. But but uh, it's a good chunk of time I've spent playing that game. Would you? Uh, do you think you scored it accurately? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> gave it a nine. And Sam, you've been playing Wolfenstein too. Yeah, I started Wolfenstein two again. I got to beat that game just because I want to see what happens in it. And then I played. Feel good. Full, yeah. I played Florence on phone, which I really recommend. You guys play that game. It's about 45 minutes long. It won't take you long to play it. And then uh, playing some old games. We played Legend of the Mystical Ninja. I'm playing Yoshi's Island at home uh, on the analog NT, and it's really fantastic. It's a really good game. I was also playing an old game this week. I've replayed Shadowgate, uh, the original, because it was released <laughs> last year as part of the 8-bit adventure anthology. Yeah. Uh, it's a good package. It's got Shadowgate, Undivided, and Deja Vu. So I just spent like I I beat it in like an hour hour and forty five minutes. Uh, game fact, right? The other night I looked up a couple of puzzle solutions on some game facts, but I remember that game took me like weeks to play through as a kid, and I can beat it, you know, in less than two hours today. And then I saw the speed run, the world record speed run is like eleven minutes to beat that <laughs> game. Even speed running adventure games, yeah. I mean, it's like he missed. He clicked the wrong pixel. You're like moving, restart. I know, the run. yeah. Like you're moving a cursor around with the D pad, and the cursor only moves so fast. So <laughs> that's the you gotta have some patience for that one. But I, I have so many questions about the game. I love that game. You're exploring like a, an abandoned castle that's been taken over by an evil wizard, and there's just a few monsters around. As but the it, name says, Shadowgate. Yeah. <laughs> but as, in one of the areas, you go underneath the castle, and there's this underground lake that's being patrolled by a shark. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the lake is a skeleton who's the lake is only apparently waist high. Mm-hmm. So a skeleton is standing there holding out a key. Cool. But the skeleton is not reanimated. It's mm. it's a skeleton. So, and then the way, what you have to do is you, uh, you, you get this sphere that you drop into the lake. It freezes the lake so you can walk out and grab the key from yeah. the skeleton. Yeah. But like what, what, so there's a shark in the lake. There's enough food and fish in the lake to sustain the shark. What's this lake's somehow. ecosystem? Yeah. The skeleton, that how did this, did someone walk out to the middle of the lake? Plunk the skeleton Hell Held out. Here's my theory. Did someone put it there? You said a wizard lives there? Yeah. I think the wizard thinks the skeleton looks cool. Yeah. Well, but what? So the skeleton was there when the wizard showed up. No, Wait, the, there was the a wizard there, so clearly the wizard did it. Yeah, the wizard, yeah, the wizard did, did, it. did it. Yeah, he's like, this is gonna look awesome. My basement's gonna have a pool with a shark, like James Bond style. Okay. And he's like, but wait, 
Let's put a skeleton in there. That would look pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. I have no. I have no further questions. <laughs> you just. <laughs> uh, I restarted and been playing through Pillars of Eternity and having a tremendous oh, time. The with original. It. Yeah. Uh, the sequel's coming out, and I was getting a little anxious. I'm trying to play through the original before the sequel comes yeah. out, and then it got uh, delayed, right? And then it got delayed. It's perfect. Uh, <laughs> got some more time. Uh, and that's actually an example of a game that I have tried playing two times now, and it's a little bit cursed. Like my computer broke halfway through one run, and uh, but I'm. I'm sticking with it this time because you punched the screen. Punch the screen. No, and built that computer. <laughs> a different computer broke. Like, because that game. Uh, That's why I didn't. You have, have a different computer. No, no. Three years ago, when I played Pillars of Eternity, ah, gotcha. at that time, that my computer I broke. Gotcha. And uh, to me, that's. It, it's kind of a divisive game, uh, but I think it's the best of all the computer RPG revivals. Better than Divinity. Yeah, I like it more than mm. Divinity. Mm. I like the the real time with pause combat quite a bit more than Divinity's very slow, very plotting turn based combat for for my money. And I think the writing is significantly better too. Um, and and it strikes the exact right balance between being old school, you know, Baldur's Gate style, while still having sort of the modern niceties you expect in a game in. 2018. Um, and Pillars is on consoles, the first one now? It is. I can't vouch for the quality of the but console version, but I know they did some thoughtful stuff. Like It just feels like how in the world are you going to play an isometric RPG on console, but they did smart stuff with like uh, just how they map the buttons, and it's supposed to be pretty good, but I haven't personally played it. Um, cool. The sequel's coming to Switch. That is awesome. Uh, All right, now we need Divinity on Switch. I'm in this really, really wonderful cycle of, I told you, I don't have a lot of times in the evening of Steven Universe and Pillars of Eternity and playing some board games, playing some Gloomhaven. That's yeah. what it's like. Sometimes, I don't know if you guys feel this way, sometimes I go home and I'm like, I don't really have anything. Like, I'm not watching any shows right now. I'm not really just kind of browsing the internet. But now it's like I got three really good things going. So <laughs> that's good. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. You're in a groove. You know, there's, there's strong interest in some sort of board game. Discussion show. It's the amount of comments on Board Game Scoop. My Gloomhaven party is continuing to go well for those Good. that are sending me concerned tweets. I was, I'm glad to hear it. And now it's time to play Video Game 20 Questions. Our question this week comes from Chris. Let the questioning begin. Mm. Could this have been in this issue of Hardcore Gamer Magazine? Well, but... The, it's, the, that game covered old games and new games. Yeah, so it can only cover up to what they knew about at that up time. To, up to 2008. Okay. So was it before 2008? Uh, to answer Sam's question, no, this game could <gasps> Ooh, not have been Ooh, he hits a homer. He hits a fly, right? Fly ball. <laughs> What's the terminology? That, uh, well, is? according to this, Devil May Cry 4 they knew about, so it's probably DMC. <laughs> that checks out. Or or it's Smash for, for Wii U. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, is, is I wonder if this is one of the ones. That di whenever I'm on, Damien usually tailors it specifically to me, so it's almost certainly. On. Is it on PC? Yes. All right. So there we go. He gave me a fair chance. <laughs> is it is it either exclusively on PC or generally thought of? Is it associated with the PC platform primarily? No. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but it did appear on PC. Yeah, it's on, P on really PC, happen. but not a PC exclusive, and not generally thought of as as a PC focused game. Was so. this made in Japan? No. Right. Um, I, I would ask you if it's a first-person perspective game, but apparently everything is, so I'm not, not, not going <laughs> to They argue about question. this outside of the show. So. 
<laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah. You could ask him if would he consider it a first person. <laughs> but then he if, would say yes to everything. If Fallout Shelter is first person, where are you? <laughs> where are I you? When you're, on this. you're in a facility over for, across the you're way. The overseer. You're, yeah, you're looking at it. But it's in the middle of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. It's digging down into the or ground. You're Wait. inside the facility looking at something, a camera view from over here. So you're let me ask you this. a really nice feed of all yeah. the yeah. rooms. If together. you're playing that game in a first person perspective, you're telling me that they all live in a facility with no wall? <laughs> the wall is no, missing? No, no. You, if you have it's black, if you're a security guard at a mall, yeah. you're looking at multiple video exactly. feeds at yeah. once. Exactly. That's what it's like. Exactly. So that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like Every every game is a first-person perspective of somebody looking at a screen with that game on it. No, that's different. Mar- <laughs> Super Mario Brothers is not first-person perspective. It, I'm, I'm looking at the screen. But you're not you. You're Mario. Did we win? That game. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, where were we? Uh, does this have multiplayer? Um, uh, if it does, that's not what it's really known for, and that's not how it's usually played. Can you see the character that you control on the screen? No. Yeah. Is it an RPG? No. Yeah. Is it part of a, a larger series? Yes. Is it a first-person shooter? No. But wait, so it is first-person, or at least you can't see your character? No. So I t- took that to mean first-person, but not a first-person shooter. So adventure game seems likely. You cannot see your character, which uh, it sounds like a potentially a strategy game. Strategy, Although it's yeah. it's not strategy it's not adventure. it's not thought of as a PC first game, so it's not an RTS. Yeah. So are there any like I don't know Telltale is could be in the mix mm-hmm. here. Those, those games you see your player character on the screen. Those you do. You get a good point. Uh, but I'm trying to think of other. Okay, I mean, is it an adventure game? No. Okay. That's ten. Not a. You don't see your character, not an FPS, not an adventure game, not an RPG. Oh, okay. Does that count if you can, if your character's in a vehicle all the time? You, what if you are a car? <laughs> if you were a car and you could have seen yourself, I would have said yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, but do you, if you're playing a racing game, like Gran Turismo, there's no drivers inside the cars. The cars <laughs> are just empty. Are you the car? <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Yeah, you're like Rocket League. <laughs> Um, I yeah. think you're just the car, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, look, in this case, you cannot see the character you play as. Then who was car? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. What's car's name? Um, hmm. it, uh, I wouldn't mind getting genre down. It just seems like it'd be a, like we're almost there right. with strategy and. I mean, it, it could be a strategy game of some kind. Mm-hmm. But Is this a strategy game of some kind? No. Okay. Well,. <laughs> so it's not a shooter, it's not a strategy game, and it's not... Adventure. Adventure? Or RPG. Or RPG. F- you and can't see your character. RPGs, so it knocks out... So it's a puzzle game. That's what it feels like. Okay. This is, how many questions are we on? You've done 11. Oh, boy, really? Yeah. Is it a puzzle game? Yes. Ooh. All right. So it could be The Witness. Could be The... Ooh, that's a really good candidate. Could be, what, Peggle 2? <laughs> what are the popular, exactly? Well, no, he said it's part of a series, though. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, did. He, yeah, he did. So it could be Peggle 2. Could not be the witness. After 2008? Yeah. Peggle 2 he was... You wouldn't choose Peggle 2. Peggle 2 was Xbox he loves launch Peggle. team. I know. Launch window. Zuma. Could be, could be Zuma. <laughs> I, I like Zuma. I like me some Zuma. Uh, I know we're going too deep for what this game probably is. Okay, but is. when I it's hear part puzzle of a games, there's two kinds of puzzle games, right? There's a, there's a, there's a match and blocks and making yeah. things disappear puzzle game, and then a puzzle game where you're, like, solving problems. Right. Is this a... Well, how... Like you're saying, I guess that's more of like an adventure puzzle game. When we already said it's not an adventure game, yeah. I mean, it's probably Candy Crush or something fun like that. 
That's not on PC. It's not on PC, yeah. But it's your Candy Crush is not in any way? Maybe there's a Flash. What about Bejeweled? Bejeweled is on PC. Is this a is this a uh, uh, the block matchy style of puzzle game? Yes. Okay. Block so matchy. Could, so it could be could be bejeweled. After two thousand eight, it's got to be. I think right? Candy Crush is a really good really good bet, but not on PC though. Yeah, good point. Um, Unless it is, and we're just wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, block, uh, so it's not Zuma, nor is it. Uh, I mean, it's the Egyptian themed Zuma clone, where you're shooting <laughs> the marble. So it's not a marble shooting game; it's a block matchy game. Right. I mean, that does. I don't know if Peggle falls into because it, it's like matchy with. No, that's Pachinko. This, yeah. Okay. Right. I don't see what this could be outside of Bejeweled and and Candy Crush, but is it a, is it a pop cap game? No. Okay, it is not Bejeweled. It yeah. is not. It is not any of those. And what are the more recent, like really popular, Puzzly Joe games? And it could be a, some variant of Tetris. Yeah. Um, yeah. It could could be Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yep. That's could a good be, one. Could be Puyo Puyo Tetris. But you said it wasn't made in Japan. But on and that's not on PC either. It's yes, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. They ported. Oh, it is. That's really. They ported cool. it recently. That's really neat. Yeah. And uh, made Tom, in Japan. Tom said that when he said the port played flawlessly, but um, since there's no game quitting on Switch, you just press the home button. There's no way to close the game when you open it on PC. <laughs> he had to like Alt he had F4. like Alt F4 <laughs> out of it. <laughs> I'm sure they patched that in, but like when he was playing it, that was how. I it love was. it. Well, we have a lot of questions to get to a puzzle game that's contemporary. Yeah, I'm a little worried that we're gonna we'll, blow it. <laughs> yeah, hmm. I mean, we should absolutely get this one. Mm. Is it Doctor Mario? Is it, Dr. Wait, Luigi? Wait, wait, is it? It's no, so it's it not. It's, it's block matchy. I mean, I said that half as a joke, but like that eliminates like threes and a lot of the, like the more popular puzzle games from the well, last. Maybe, few do years. you think threes counts? No, it's not block matchy. It's not. Well, it is a matching game, mm-hmm. but it's not. And I would, squares. I, so it's not. What like about Pie Cross twenty forty eight? I wouldn't not call on that block matchy either. either. I wouldn't call threes. See, thing matchy. makes us really tough. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily rule out threes, especially since Damon thinks that uh, Fallout Shelter is a first-person game. <laughs> yeah. Does this game have maths in it? Is there any? Is there numbers? Are you messing with numbers in this game? No. Okay. Now I would rule out threes. That's yeah. fifty. <laughs> <laughs> and twenty forty-eight. Do you guys know that threes has an ending? Do you yeah, know this, Damon? That, yeah. Have you seen I the video? We talked about this. I haven't seen oh, it. It's so good. Uh, is there? Hmm. Do we need to know if it's on Steam or not? I'm still trying to think about uh, I like a Dig Candy Crush or something like that come to right come to PC. Is this generally thought of as a mobile game? Yes. Yeah. So there's like I mean so there's like there's like two an- dots. There's Candy Crush, Angry Birds, the Angry Birds, <laughs> Angry Birds. That's that's not matching. I mean, uh, who, who who makes uh, Candy Crush? It's King, King, right? So we can ask if that if that's the developer. Is this made by King. Yes. You crushing candy in this game? Yes. Sick Candy Crush. Before go. Candy Crush came to mobile in 2012, it came to PC. First. I did not realize that. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad you guys got there. Then they got bought by Activision for like $500 million. It was more than that. It was like $2 billion or oh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I think the full title is actually Candy Crush Saga. Uh, de- developed and published by King, 2012, PC yeah. and mobile game. There are two Candy Crush sequels. Also drawn. Yeah, that's why I said it's part of a series. Yeah, no, no one, no, no. Candy Crush Soda Saga. I don't think yeah. they were. So I know about Soda Saga. I don't think they were as popular though, were they? 
Oh, I, I think it's still going strong. I think, it's, I think it's one of those things where it just has like a low level of popularity that just never goes away. It's mm-hmm. been replaced maybe a little bit by like Gardenscapes is a big hit. Who was trying to trick us with that one? That was Chris. Oh. He said uh, we don't do very many mobile games, so yeah. And it's one of the most popular games in the world. So. Yeah. <laughs> is it would, still? Yeah. That's that's what I was saying. Like it's one of those things where like I see like I see people playing that and Pokemon Go on my bus every day. Mm-hmm. People play the bus stops because if you're moving in a vehicle, Pokemon Go knows you're moving too fast to be on foot, so yeah. it won't really let you do it. But uh, at at bus stops, I see people like getting yeah. What do they call the Poke Stops and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And Dan, to clarify, when the game was uh, Fallout Shelter, and Justin's question was, <laughs> "Is this game f- played from a first person perspective?" I said. I think that's how you're supposed to think about the game. That's, it wasn't like a hard yes. Although if it's not first person, I would like to know what it is. That is, that is, a, that is a God view game. Dan invented this term. Which, again, to, solve, to win this argument with you, Dan inv- <laughs> invented that term this morning. I definitely did not. So I would like to know what Justin thinks about this for, real quick before we go. In Populous, in Populous, you are a deity looking down on your people mm-hmm. and affecting their lives. Mm-hmm. Is that a first-person game? I mean, in the case of Populous, probably yes. Oh! So, so but wait. So different RTS games, <laughs> different RTS games handle this in a different I, way. I understand. Like, I understand. some have a, like, you're in some, like, mothership looking sure. down on the battlefield directly, but then some people just don't bother. They hand-wave away the perspective sure. of what you're seeing, and it's just an abstraction for you being some battlefield commander, you know, running the show. And mm-hmm. every every RTS is that perspective, uh, and you're mm-hmm. you are you are playing as the commander, but it's not it's not a first person perspective because your character is not actually floating up there. But sometimes they are. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I'm like black and white yeah. technically. Yep. All right. So let me. I don't know. I I I think if like if you were actually viewing, you know, through the eyes of a god, you would see everything because you're omniscient. <laughs> but hey, the game just show, would, is just showing just be, you one. The game populace is just showing you one view at a time. They're it, not showing you everything else. In Super Tech Mobile, if you choose the Bears, are you Mike Ditka? Are you the coach? Yeah. <sighs> no, because you control the player. As the coach? But, yeah. You're, you're the, the whole coach team. is the one that told the players what to do before they started the play? You're the coach when you pick the play, and then you're the quarterback when you okay. throw the ball. So we're you're, you're, what, the, you're the ghost of Mike, D- Mike Ditka inhabiting the bodies of the players. <laughs> <Yeah. Are> you, <laughs> he possesses them. <laughs> they stiffen up it's and a, shamble a, to their positions. It's a lot like Mario Odyssey in that respect. I like the yeah. big tech mobile and not games. Madden, by the way. Yeah, well. <laughs> before we go this week, I wanted to let you know I have a new song out now. As many of you know, I've been collaborating with former GameScoop guest Ryan Geddes for many years. He writes lyrics, and I put them to music and sing them. We have a new name for this venture, Color Computer, and a new synth-pop song out now called Orissa. Orissa by Color Computer is available now in your favorite music service. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon, this is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. I never told you I was broken, that I'd never be the same.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.